Hello, everyone, and thank you for coming to the Dads, Beards, Nerds Prime Podcast, episode 88. You know what they say about 88, right, Tommy? What? That's all the dick. Anyways, we are Anchor's number one nerdy conversational podcast and the podcast where two of us can grow a beard and the other, not so much. My name is Anthony. And I'm Tommy. And you know what? Let's hit this housekeeping hard and fast so it squirts all over our faces. If you enjoy the podcast, please check out our news posted Monday, Wednesday, and Friday with an occasional review post on Saturdays. Next up, you want to support the podcast even further. You got two options. That's right, two. You got anchor.fm slash dadsbeardsnerds where you can leave us a voicemail or do a monthly donation. Or if you want to take it to the next level to that final countdown go to patreon.com slash dads beards nerds where you can become a patron and support the podcast even more there's tears rewards and all that smooth jazz we ain't trying to break your bank we're just trying to give you another option to help support the podcast now tommy aka two-tone painted aka the gut puncher what you playing none of these are accurate they're all accurate. <laughs> um, before I get into what I'm playing, I want to say something real quick. Yeah. One, uh, everybody, give George some love. He's going through a little bit of a rough patch right now. Not going to get into any details about stuff, but he could use some love. Tweet at him. He's the fucking best. Twitter.com slash that guy underscore George. And, and also, give Anthony here some love. Because this man is fucking amazing. Like yeah. with without him, this doesn't exist. I need like a month or two, and then I'm gonna I'll, I'll tell this story. But for now, it's no it's, for it's, sure. It's like too I'm, fresh. I'm not getting into it. I'm just saying, like you you don't get enough appreciation, man. And, I just think it's it's a good story though that you know like just oh, my sure. my fat dummy thick ass you know got me into what it got me into. It's just too which is ironic after we thick. had that intervention. Yeah, fuck that intervention. Okay, <laughs> but. But no, for real, everybody, show show Anthony and George some love because with without those guys, this wouldn't be possible. I wouldn't be here. Uh, Anthony is and George are two of the best guys I know, two of my absolute best friends, and I fucking love you guys. We, we love you too. And I speak for George when I say that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's safe to, to speak for George. <laughs> yeah, I think it's safe that George would say he loves you as well. Um, But what I'm playing, well... I beat Immortals Phoenix Rising, which this would have been the perfect spoiler cast prime if someone had actually played it. Give me I know I had I even had the time off too. <laughs> right? That's what I'm saying, man. You had the oh, perfect man. time to do it. I even had the time off. Give me like give give me two weeks and then we'll no, bring in uh, we'll bring in Aaron and then we'll we'll talk about it. Yeah, let's let's do it, man. So let's let's set it. Y'all heard it. Two weeks from when this airs, which is Tuesday, the 12th of airs here. So let's talk about it. It'll air on uh, Tuesday, January 26th. We'll have a spoiler cast Perfect. for it. Which means he actually has to beat it now. Yeah, yeah. We'll make that our prime. Our prime. It'll be spoiler cast. Wait, you know, we'll go through it. So you're streaming tonight, right? This yes. Sunday. We're recording well, Sunday. <laughs> yes, you yes. should play Immortals tonight. Uh, yeah. So games like that, I don't generally like to play on stream. Because I, I have to, I don't feel like I focus on the story as much and just kind of like the ambiance of the game, I'm which is why when I stream, yeah. You're real early in. That story doesn't hit till like closer to the end. 
I know, but I feel like a game like that, it's like I, a game like that kind of feels like control to me where For I want to sure. give it my full attention as opposed to having to worry about chat. That's why like usually when I streamed in the past, it was always like Rocket League, Fortnite, like kind of mindless games where like I mm-hmm. it's little spurts. I can look at chat and I, I don't miss anything important because I'm I'm not playing like a game that I deem important with. You know, For sure. Sports. And I get that. I, I was just trying to get you to actually commit to playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> I'll play. I already committed to it. You heard it here. You have Anthony's seal of approval, which comes with a cup full of uh, my fluids. Oh, God. All right, what else are you playing? That, uh, <laughs> but I, I, before we get into that, I also just want to say, I fucking love Immortals. It's such a good game. Yes. Uh, it's like, for anyone who hasn't played it, it's like, I'm just going to be super vague because we're going to have a whole deep dive into it in a few weeks. It's like, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, like combat, mixed with Breath of the Wild and sarcasm. Oh, so much sarcasm! It's so good, though. I, we've talked best. about it already. That very beginning scene where the credits roll and it's yeah. all Zeus, 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 and it says annoying voice, uh, Prometheus, Prometheus, annoying this Prometheus, uh, guy who dragged on Prometheus. I guess that's the sarcasm gets better. The the second I saw that, I was like, yeah. Also, what was it? Uh, Hermes is like stealing everything. He's like, sorry, I just have this thing where yeah. I steal stuff. It's a bad habit. <laughs> I'm like, like what? Especially when you get to like Athena, which isn't a spoiler, everybody. It's about yeah. Greek fucking mythology. Yeah. Uh, it like there there's levels of sarcasm to that and Zeus's narration of things. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And then the end is just where it all like picks up and I feel like for the most part, and this is the last thing I'm going to say about Immortals, mm-hmm. the last like three hours of the game is where you get most of your story. The uh, rest of it is like all just world building and and uh, saving uh, certain gods. It did feel pretty like it, it, the story does feel pretty loose. Like they they want you to go out and, and do for your sure thing and explore it, and then they tie it all together uh, <clears throat> closer to the end. I think one of my favorite random. Uh, like voice dialogues is they're talking about how to beat like the main bad guy. What's his name? Uh, Typhon. Yeah. They're talking about how to beat Typhon. And the guy's like, let's just throw him in the water and drown him. And the guy goes, yeah, that's not good to work. You know, I heard he could breathe underwater. And the other guy's like, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tommy, your mic's muted. Dexter stepped on my mouth. Uh, Say that again. My favorite part is how yeah. um, Zeus will talk about how bad of a dad he is. Fix it in post. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm like, this is great. Yeah. Nah, don't you dare fix that. Leave that. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, I've been playing Destiny, of course. Yeah. Because that grind never stops. I feel it. I'm Rocket League's my destiny, except and- for it's an actual good game. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> hey, I see you fucking Destiny players on Twitter shitting all over the game all over again. I mean, the, the community is always divided. You guys like, are just gluttons for punishment. You might as well really put a ball are. gag in your mouth and let some dominatrix whip the fuck out of you. Like, to be fair, half of being a Destiny fan is, I'm pretty sure, self-loathing. It's just bite the pillow. They're going in raw. The other half is depression. <laughs> but... I jumped back into Master Chief Collection. Uh-huh. I really wanted to play the multiplayer, and 
You and Slob, right? Yeah, me and friend of the show, Suburbanite Slob, Alex Weber. We were playing. We played for like four hours Friday night. Yeah. And oh my God, that was some of the most fun I've had in a long time. And other than that, I jumped into Control. Which yes. we all know, Anthony loves control. You turned off one of the best features of what the film that, grain. That film grain gives it that it like it it sets it helps to set the ambiance because you've got this you've got the hiss in there, and the the reason why I didn't turn it off is because it felt like you've got this this power that's constantly trying to get in your mind regardless of who's there, and I felt like that's what it would look like if somebody was trying to like constantly trying to infiltrate your mind. You've got this kind of like fog. And it's this kind of like grainy old school TV look to it at times, especially like it just set the tone, especially Mm -hmm. when you get a lot of those red hues, those red colors. And it just looks so like just ominous and like, oh shit, what's going to happen? So let me explain why real quick. I turned off that and I turned off motion blur. Because one, I turn off motion blur in every game I play. Fuck motion blur. Uh But I turned off film green because... I'm playing the game, and I'm playing it in 4K with HDR mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. I want to see all those details that, like, I might miss just from it being like kind of grainy. I want to see those, like, the light refractions, all that cool stuff that I might miss because of the grain. Like, it is a I, very beautiful game. I get oh, it's 100. It's gorgeous, and that's why I turned it off. I want to experience the game in the prettiest way I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Like I put that on the internal of my Xbox series S. So it runs better. And then I put those settings on it. So I've got the best way I could possibly view the game. That that's the only reason, like I get why the film grains there. I appreciate the fact that it's there like for the ambiance and stuff like that. I just want to see all the details. Mm-hmm. Like, Nothing against it, although I do turn film grain grain off on like every game I play. Um, Why is that a fucking thing in Destiny? I don't know. But it's all is one of the best voiced games, like one of the best voice games ever played in my life. They got the voices for each character so perfect. Not to mention, I really, really, really love the blend of in-game cinematics and actual video cinematics. I noticed that. Yes, all the stuff with with, uh, Doctor. God, I already forgot his name. But the main With doctor, the director, guy, yeah, yeah. Well, the director, and there's also a doctor. You get. I don't uh, think I've got that far. Videos of him, and it's just like the blend just works so well. well. I also saw that happen with the uh, the main character. <clears throat> yeah, I, Jesse. Yeah, Jesse. Thank you. I couldn't remember her name. Uh, like in the very beginning, when she was kind of like getting control of her mind, it would switch back and forth between. Um, the actual a- the actual actress yeah and yeah. then the in-game graphics or the actual and, actor and i it, it was just a small detail that i really appreciated because i loved quantum break i love how they handled that with the episodes and stuff like that i need to play that you really do and it's on I, game pass man yes i've got the like, xbox i definitely need to play that plus it's got uh was it that dude's been Sean in the Ashford. ice man it's fucking ice man like i i need to play that game yeah, Sean Ashmore. He's uh, he's also Lamplighter in The Boys. Yes, yes, yes. Which is ironic is. that he goes from ice to fire, but I love it. Kind of funny. So hey, I would say hey, kind of funny. 
I would say after you beat uh, Phoenix, Anthony, go into Quantum Break. Okay. Because I stand by that that is one of my favorite games. Top five of the Xbox One PS4 console gen. <clears throat> okay. Because of how they handle with the live action episodes after each arc and how they impact the game. And just even how the game plays and how the story plays out. It's so good and there's nothing like it that I've ever seen. Cool. I'll give it some Plus love. there's there's references to Quantum Break and Control and vice versa. Oh yeah, dude. There's uh, there's so towards the late like the last like quarter of the game, the, you're mm-hmm. gonna find a bunch of Alan Wake shit. Yeah, which that's not really a spoiler. I mean, I mean, I mean, one of their DLCs literally has to do with Alan Wake, for sure. And in the very beginning, the town ordinary is referenced in Alan Wake. Yeah. So. There's connections through these Remedy games back to back. Well, they also, I mean, a lot of it has to do with a, uh, there's, there's, I mean, a built-in multiverse in there as well yeah. that you'll, you'll see later on in the game, which, uh, well, I mean, Quantum Break establishes timelines, so I'm not surprised. Well, like, one of my, I, so one of my favorite, I could gush about Control for hours, but one of my, I'm going to say this, like, just my last thing I'll say about Control. Go for it. If you're going to play Control, and I'll, I'll let you go back to what you're doing, I just, you, oh, no, you're like good. you don't need to read the lore that you find, but I will tell you this: Control is the only game I've ever played, other than Bioshock One, yeah. with the audio logs. That reading the lore not only makes that game better, but will make you a, like love that game even more because you get all these really cool tidbits, and it's not boring to read. A lot of the stuff you read is written so well and adds to the narrative that it just it 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 it's like the cherry on top just wow, for sure you know? and i did the lore stuff like i would read whatever i could find in quantum break so i'm sure i'm gonna do the same in control yeah like, it's it's only gonna make that game better you gotta trust me on this like read for sure. all the lore and it's also interesting it's so good but you're also talking to someone who who is a big fan of the scp mm-hmm. and reading and listening to a bunch of the scp stuff kind of prepared me for that when i came in not prepared me but it was a pleasant surprise because i was like oh fuck this is scp the game 100 okay and also my favorite piece of lore last thing i'll say i know i already said go for it man is uh there, there, there's a there's a bit in there that talks about the, the weapon that jesse has mm-hmm. the pistol and how, yeah and how it's taken different forms over the years have you read that one i don't think i'd gotten <clears throat> to that one yet but there was an interesting thing that i noted about the pistol mm-hmm. i picked it up and every picture of the old director changed to jesse yeah yeah it's like well, what the fuck it's the uh whoever holds is the director yeah, whoever holds that weapon is the director. But I figured the, that out. The oldest house is it, it's a it's a like a temporal, like the oldest house. That office is the oldest house, and then mm-hmm. everything is a construct built around it. You, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. You're gonna play. It. You're gonna love it. We'll talk more about it. Perfect. That's all I've been playing though. What have you been playing, Anthony? Well, Georgie Porgy over there, Georgie Poo got me into Oxygen, not included. Yeah, he did. Oh my God! Look at that butt! Oh, that butt not included is so good. Mm-hmm. It is so in depth. I've started over so many times, and Jeez. I've got a bunch of Sauvin Blanc to drink while I talk about these games. So talk about it. Deep dive. It, it, We're playing it fast and loose okay, tonight. Oxygen not included is a deep dive. It's it's 
based off so george was telling me that it's it's actually like a lot of the shit and the properties in that game is based off actual science which is bonkers uh it's made by cly entertainment cly company whatever they're called cly entertainment uh mm-hmm. k-l-i-e the same people who did don't starve aka if tim burton made a game starring johnny depp uh <clears throat> you ever thought about that tommy wait sorry what you ever thought about don't starve being uh the the video game if, if tim burton was to make a video game starring johnny depp oh god <laughs> i've actually never played don't <laughs> starve but that's hilarious it looks like if you look at a picture you're like oh like you will notice that I've i seen don't starve like screenshots but... he's so adorable anyways uh it's so in-depth. I've started over so many times. I've been researching. Dude, like, there is not a single video on Auction Not Included on YouTube that isn't, like, at least 20 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many. There's so much. This game has layers. This game is like an ogre. You know what I'm saying? For sure. It's got layers. And I've, I, I'm, I'm just scratching the first layer, if that. And it's a fun game. I'm really enjoying it. It's a great time waster. You can uh-huh. play this game for 15 minutes and still feel like you got something done, which is bonkers. I feel like a game like this kind of feels like it deserves more time. Like, mm-hmm. like uh, Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9. I, I never felt like I could play just 10 minutes of those games. Not to mention the game never really allowed you to play just 10 minutes of those games, you know? For sure. So... Yeah, Oxygen Not Included is something special. Uh, I urge you guys to check out our review uh, that we did. George actually did the review. Uh, I'm, I'm just bummed out. Just like Control, I'm bummed out I didn't get on this game sooner. Uh, but I listened to, to George the other night. Uh, it's funny because I bought it. And he goes, screen share, because we're in Discord. And I'm like, yeah. okay. And he's kind of like walking. After, right after we recorded. Yeah, yeah. he's walking me through like certain things. Okay, do this, now do that, now do this, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, holy fuck, dude. Thank God I had George there kind of like uh-huh. guiding me for the first hour. And then he's like, all right, it's all you, man. Like, have fun. It's like the best sandbox game you could ever play. I mean, it's rare that you love a game so much that you tweet at the devs like, hey, come on our podcast. I want them to come to the podcast. So I want to I want to ask them like how in-depth they really went, how long it took. Because uh, a lot of that science, according to George, is sound. Like legitimate science. George, I know you're going to listen to this. If this happens, you better fucking be on that episode. Oh, he's got to be. Shit. Absolutely no way. I don't give a shit if you have to work at like 6 a.m. No, no. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll make sure that George can be on that episode. We'll, we'll sure. schedule a date. I'll work my schedule around that. Because I know that if we have an episode where we get to talk to a dev or devs of Don't Stop, of Oxygen Not Included, uh, and George isn't there, he'll fucking, not only will he quit, but he'll find both of say, us. He'll definitely he'll, quit. He will hunt us down. And have not us, to... you. No, no, no. He's gonna hunt you too because I'm gonna blame you. you as well. <laughs> the fuck you are. Yeah, I'm gonna because blame you. I'm well. gonna set the record straight right now, George. I have nothing to do with that. George, I just want you to know it's very convenient. Uh, Tommy will be in California at my house on this date. If you want to come and just get a two for one, come on down. If you're that's man not, enough, that's not fucking true. coward. You want some of this? Come get these lips. That that is not true. It is it is a pandemic. I am not getting on a fucking plane. I will put you on a plane. The I will fuck come, you! I'll come pick you up. I'll come pick you up. Justin will be there too, so you get a little extra oomph. Okay, now I'm in. Okay, uh, yeah. So auction not included. I've been playing Final Fantasy IX on my phone, uh, on mobile. Uh, once again, like I said last week, the addition to these these ports, giving them the addition of a turbo mode to go faster, mm-hmm. uh, only 
makes these RPGs a million fucking times better. And also given an auto battle mode. Now, granted, it's only just basic attack, but it, it, it really honestly makes these games so much better. Because like I said yet last week, and I'll say it before, and I'll probably say it till the end of time, I final playing Final Fantasy VII now is fucking rough, man. That game is slow. Uh, yeah, it's so slow. So I'm very, I'm still, you know, kind of like punching away at it, picking away at it, playing it little by little. For sure. Uh, characters look really stupid though. It honestly is one of the dumbest looking Final Fantasies I've ever played. Other than, uh, like the story's okay, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, I would say it's better than 13. So if you can be better than the 13, you're already like 13. winning. Final Fantasy 13 story makes no fucking sense. Final Fantasy 13 story on its own makes no sense. You're right. You have to play the whole fucking trilogy for it to make sense. The best part about and Final Fantasy 13 is the dad with a chocobo in his hair. Um, he was oh. the most relatable character, the best character, and the character that made the most sense. Everything else in that game makes absolutely no sense. Their quote-unquote sphere grid is trash. And and there's just like, like the break mechanic was mm-hmm. the worst mechanic ever. Like I would fight monsters potentially, let's say they're like 10 levels lower than me or sure. 15. I should be one-shotting these and I can't because I have to break them first. Like, what? Yeah. I'm not saying it's a perfect game. I'm just saying I enjoy it. But uh, speaking of mobile stuff, you mentioned this in the server, in Discord. Mm-hmm. You all can join the Discord. Link in descriptions. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you were talking about how is oxygen not included, not on mobile? I'm really honest. Or Okay. So I need to backtrack a little bit. I Now, given it even more time, I get uh-huh. how it would not be on mobile. Some of the uh, the quote unquote like buttons, the things you have to click, could be a little small. Uh, For sure, if you're not playing it on the biggest iPhone, so I kind of get that. But on iPad or tablet, I definitely could see a reason for it being on there. I feel like it would work perfectly on a tablet in tablet form, uh, phone form. Yeah, uh, I don't know about the Switch. Switch on actual like tv but listen this game was definitely meant for mouse and keyboard Uh uh-huh well mm, this game was meant for mouse okay so that's why i'm saying the tablet i don't know if it would work on switch as well i think that's if among us can work on a switch uh, i just feel like tablets the perfect size any smaller than that it could get a little more it could get a little like kind of dicey you'd have to do a lot of zooming in and out uh I feel like it would kind of break the immersion of the game and make it a little less intuitive than it already is. So, uh, but on tablet, I could definitely see it, you know, being a a tablet version on iOS or Android. Gotcha. But, uh, yeah, that's really, I've been playing. I mean, obviously the typical rocket league shit like that, but oxygen not included has actually taken a lot of my time. In fact, it is taken. I'll tell you right now in one week, mind you, everybody, Mm -hmm. Let's find out. Uh, Tommy, fill some time while I find it. Uh, so, everybody, this cat right now is just chilling, biting my arm. It's oh, 17.4 hours. I guess it's God not damn. That, that much, but I feel like that's a pretty good amount. I just bought I mean, it last Sunday. Yeah, to be fair, you've also had a, a solid chunk of spare time on your hands. I have. I, I obviously don't I don't get like all day to play games. You know, I've got kids. I've got, the wife, sure. I've got 
my my honeydews and chores to do and all that jazz. But I feel like 17 hours is pretty generous. That's almost yeah. You know, I'm what seven hours from a day. Uh, yeah, I, this yeah. game will be like Terraria for me. Mm-hmm. Ter- Terraria has has stolen. Hold on, I'm gonna tell you right now. Terraria so, has stolen 447.3 hours from me. Jesus. Oxygen not included will definitely probably be up there. So, other than games that we've been playing, I'm gonna say a game that everyone should play, yes. including you, Anthony. Okay. And it's not a game, but it- a demo. Okay. Oh, oh, Monster Hunter Rise? Monster Hunter Rise, baby. It broke the fucking right on the Switch. eShop. It broke the eShop. All right, you know what? Let's make that topic number one. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go Monster to the topics. Hunter- We're going to the topics right now. Topic number one. Let's go. Monster Hunter Rise broke the fucking eShop. Is it? How long is that demo going to be available for? Uh, it is available to play until February 1st. Plenty of time to pick it up. I'm definitely picking exactly. up. The wife and I have our own Switch. Uh-huh. Which it's really the wife's, but I mean like I'll I'll play on it as well. But I'm literally downloading it right now. I, I definitely need to pick it up. I'm not gonna lie about that. Uh I, I wasn't a fan of Monster Hunter World. I love worlds. It's okay, so hear me out on this. As someone it was a first time Monster Hunter, but as someone who's used Same. to a little faster of a game, it is yeah. it feels very clunky. Uh and I understand that that's the way it's meant to feel. It's supposed to be played yeah. that way, which I get. You have this giant armor on you. You're not going to be doing these speed dashes and stuff like that. I 100% get it. But for me, it wasn't necessarily my cup of tea. I did enjoy what I played, but mm-hmm. especially playing that game solo, which you will be forced to at, at times, it's not very fun. It's I definitely agree. a game where if you don't have a dedicated party or a group of friends that you play that with, it's not going to be a whole lot of fun. What did you play it on? Uh, PlayStation. Oh, damn. I was going to say, if you're on Xbox, you could squad up with me and my squad. I listen, I bought it on PlayStation. It's it's on my it's in my like PSN games. Uh for sure. I'll never touch that game again, I'm gonna be honest with you. That's fair. <laughs> 100%. Um, but how's but, right? Oh, you haven't played it. No, I'm literally downloading it right now. I I wanted to talk about it because Justin played it. Yes. And he was talking about how good it was. And I've seen a lot of gameplay of it that it's very much like monster hunter world but with more monsters mm-hmm. which monster hunter world was very much lacking in that there weren't as many varieties as like previous monster hunter games dude i'm not gonna lie mm-hmm. it looks like it's gonna push like really push the switch like graphics wise i feel like it would like, i don't think it's gonna be laggy because no. obviously uh capcom knows what they're working with with the switch Obviously, for sure. Listen, the Switch isn't going to win any awards in in performance and power. It's just not. It's just not the way it's going to happen. But no. I feel like Capcom is going to find that perfect middle ground, maybe a little bit higher. I think you're going to find times where it will be a little clunky, but they'll patch those. They'll they'll fix it and all. But I think that uh, it does look like it is going to be one of those games that is going to push the boundaries of the Switch. I mean, it's going to be one of those games that undocked or on a Switch Lite is going to run at 720p. And docked is going to run it like 900. It, it def- you're right. It definitely feels like the, the best way, the best experience for that is going to be docked. For sure. But it's still going to run fine, docked or un- undocked or on a Switch Lite. And then you've got... Sometimes I invite um, my uncircumcised friends over because I'm not and we dock. I'm, I'm not comfortable with this conversation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Uh, it everything I've seen and everything I've heard says, "Hey, this game runs smooth as fuck." Yes, it looks super cool, and if World being anything like, well, if Rise being anything like World, it looks like it's it's, it's going to be, be a great game. It's going to be very the, the gameplay from what I've seen looks very much Monster Hunter World for sure, and. I was telling Justin that I would be all in on uh, Monster Hunter Rise if they did like Monster Hunter World did, that you didn't have load times in between the areas. Yeah. Like you go from zone one to two to three to four with no load time. Because previous Monster Hunter games would only load that zone at one time. Yeah. And then you would go in and have like a load screen. And that just took all the immersion out of it. I was like, I'm out. Like, so real fast though, this is pretty bonkers that this is the second Monster Hunter game we've gotten on Switch in what two years? Uh, no, it's been longer than that. It has. So, uh huh. What that came out first year of the Switch? Generations Ultimate came out first year of the Switch, right? I believe so. First okay. or or very early in its second year. The Switch just feels. I, I think the reason why the Switch feels so in like new to me is because. It wasn't till probably about what a year and a half ago that I actually got one. Yeah, you are pretty new to that. Like I've had Switch since launch day. Okay. Uh, let me see if it tells me the last time I played. One sec, Dexter is sitting on my laptop. Uh, let me see if my Switch tells me the last time I played Generations. <laughs> one of the craziest scenes though is that uh, very much Capcom is trying to bring that. That it looks like they're trying to bring that Monster Hunter world esque game and mentality over to the switch to kind of for sure so a, a lot of people who i've talked to who played monster hunter previously have said all oh, like was world your first i'm like yeah world was my first like you're so lucky that you didn't try to jump on the past ones because they were even more like there was even more to them than this one yeah world has i definitely simplified things a lot of streamlining and for sure and I've always had a theory since world came out that world is two things, a tech demo to see how the game would run like that because they changed so much. And it was them kind of testing the waters to see how well that would be received. Yeah. Little did they know that would become the highest selling Capcom game of all time. I I think that, and this is just a kind of, me looking at America as a whole, especially gamers. I I think that streamlining and making things more user-friendly, kind of a baby's first. That's never a bad thing. It's not, but I think that the Western audience would prefer that rather than the overcomplicated, like the claw from everything I've heard from past Monster Hunter games, the claw. It Uh sounds like that when they streamlined a lot of things and kind of merged and made it a lot easier and a lot more understandable and just kind of less to do, they for sure sold gangbusters because what I remember what Monster Hunter World sold it, it was Capcom's top earning game for like two years. It's still their highest selling game of all time, which is bonkers. So I don't see why they wouldn't want to sort of recreate that for the Switch. Let's think of <clears throat> what else Capcom owns: Resident Evil, Street Fighter, Marvel versus Capcom, mm-hmm. like Devil May Cry. And Monster Hunter World is their largest title ever. Well, it's also safe to say that that was the stepping in point for a lot of people as well. That was their first 
First time. I mean, it was mine. It was mine as yeah. well. I had heard of it. You know, a, a lot of the old uh, uh, IGN podcasts with, with, with Greg and Colin, uh, they're beyond. Yeah. A lot of the old beyond episodes was how I heard of some of the older monster hunters. And then they, you know, transition over to kind of funny and they, they've talked about that, but Max Landis, you know, Brian Altano, those guys have heard them talk about it. Alana Pierce. And it sounds like yeah. even Jared Petty was one of the, actually was one of the ones who was a big fan of the claw feature on, uh-huh. I want to say the DS. So it was one of those scenes where that's kind of where I heard that feature from. Well, another thing that also Monster Hunter kind of got written off for is that Monster Hunter for the longest time was just on Nintendo because Monster Hunter 3 and 4 were on the Wii. And then I think 4 also got ported to the 3DS and Wii U. And no one played a Wii U. Let's be real. At all. Get out of my fucking face, Xenoblade Chronicles X. You can eat my nards. And also, Nintendo, when the fuck are we going to get a port of Xenoblade Chronicles X? The best Xenoblade game ever made. Give me my fucking Gundam. I'm tired of these of these dumbass Xenoblade Chronicles coming out 1 and 2. Nobody cares about Xenoblade Chronicles 1. Quite honestly, one of the worst action RPGs I've ever played in my life. Give me Chronicles <laughs> X. Give me my Skell, a.k.a. Gundam. Let me fly around and kick the shit out of monsters. <laughs> but my point of uh, Monster Hunter going from Sony to Nintendo, even on Sony, it was mainly on the PSP. Mm-hmm. And then most of the Monster Hunter games from Nintendo were on the 3DS. Yes. A lot of people are super hesitant to get into an in-depth like time sink like that on a handheld console unless it's something like pokemon i because you know, calling the switch a handheld only console no no i, I don't generous? mean the switch. i just meant the psp oh, gotcha, gotcha. the 3ds just that i'm not gonna lie a lot of people play i would say it's a 50 50 split on handheld to docked if not uh 70 30 it's probably handheld. more handheld to yeah. docked that's what i'm saying switch 70 30 i think would probably be a more accurate representation i just think that people playing monster hunter rise are probably going to play that docked the hard probably, but I just meant that as in like a lot of people are really weary to get into a time sink on a handheld console. Yeah, and like I said, unless it's Pokemon or uh, like a Legend of Zelda or something like that that has that instant brand recognition. Because let's face it, Nintendo don't miss. Like <laughs> they. <laughs> that's a topic for another day <laughs> are you fanboying here are you being serious tommy i mean i'm not gonna say that like every game they make is perfect that would be yeah. absurd and to be fair nintendo do miss pokemon sun and moon sucked ass but aka free smash <laughs> free smash free that's smash. a whole another topic that like i could get into free smash then because there's a lot of problems with that one. Yeah. On both ends. But the point of it is Nintendo has is very much known for quality. Yes. Nintendo first party is always known for or at least for the most part of hey, this game is great. It runs great on this console it's built for that it is the best way to play anything on a nintendo platform like 
there's not much better on a Switch than Breath of the Wild or Mario Odyssey or Pokemon Sword, stuff like that. Those are the pinnacle of an of an experience on a Nintendo platform. Pokemon Sword's leveling, though, is so broken. I mean, for sure. <laughs> it is so broken. They just want you to... They, I get why they did it, though. I understand why they did it. They want you to get into multiplayer more than they really care about that story. Because, like, I was... You saw me play that. I was, like... I'm literally, like, two-shotting bosses. It wasn't until I, mean, I got to, like, Gym yeah. Leader 7 where I was like, oh, they actually killed one of my guys. Okay, here we go. Like... That's not the point. The point is like just the level of quality yeah. that Nintendo has. And most people just recognize that. And that's why they're willing to sink the time in. Here in the US, Monster Hunters are relatively unknown until World. Yeah. That they were like, oh, do I want to get into this? I know it's supposed to be like some crazy in-depth 100-hour game. Do I really want to buy that on 3DS? Or do I want to buy this game I can play for 10 minutes and put it up in come back to and stuff like that most people that are playing a 3ds are going to pick that or they're going to pick mario or mario kart or whatever not monster hunter and i think world kind of flipped that that they're like okay maybe we will give this a shot now yeah but where world had okay where world i think has rise one up and it's not graphics or anything like that world released on what playstation and xbox right yes and pc i think Rise right now is only slated to release on Switch, right? It's a it's a Switch exclusive. So I'm 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 hesitant to say it's gonna do gangbusters. It's uh, not or, gonna outsell World. No, not. not at all. I think it'll do. I don't know because you're releasing only on one console, which is the Switch, which is variably the the uh, most underpowered of the three, which is fine because it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, and how many people on the Switch? So now you've just got the Switch. So now you've got to pull just from that 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 base so how many people on switch are actually going to want to play this game uh, is I, it out of what out of millions and millions of switch i would say maybe 25 percent buy this but honestly capcom knows what they're doing and they understand this but i think there's probably nintendo probably has some sort of a exclusivity deal that x amount of games have to come to the switch only there's got to be some sort of a deal or else capcom would be like monster hunter rise boom on everything you know wouldn't just be switch only I mean, I feel like Monster Hunter Rise will sell more than 25% of okay. Switch users. Because think- Monster Hunter is massive in Japan. Well, what about the West, though? How many people who played Monster Hunter World actually have a Switch? I mean... Because we know I, in Japan it's going to sell gangbusters. Japan sure. loves that. They've been playing it since the PSP. Yeah. So we already know Japan is sold on it. They're already there. They're going to get it regardless. But in, in the West here, you know, I don't know if it's going to do as good as they think it's going to do. I'm, he- you know, I'm optimistic it will. And I, I hope it will because it's a great franchise. I just marketing I mean, that, you know, limiting that to one console. I think it's going to probably hurt it more than it's going to do any good, but good up on them for giving sweet I mean, fair. But they're also getting that Nintendo money out of it anyway for an exclusivity deal. 100%. So the Nintendo Switch has sold all, like, Nintendo Switch and Switch Lite has sold 80, I know, 68.3 million units. We have four in our household. We have two. As of September. So let's assume, obviously, not everyone kept that Switch. So let's assume that number goes down to, like, I don't know. 
let, let's just call it 55 million. Mm-hmm. Just, just because I would bet that monster hunter rise. And one sec before I kind of go with this prediction, <laughs> No, <laughs> I, I just want to check the numbers. To there are little sure calculations like out there. The biggest selling game right now is Mario Kart eight at 28.9 million. Mm-hmm. Okay. Brand recognition, all of that. That's almost 30 million. Let's assume, I would say that Monster Hunter Rise within a year sells 15 million copies. I'll give you that. Like, I mean, obviously, I think the blend of them is going to be digital, anyways. I'm not going to uh-huh. lie. That's kind of like where I. So. That's where I generally like to buy them. But now, since we have four switches in the house, two switch lights and two normal switches, um, I have become get expensive. <laughs> I have become more prone on buying the actual physical copies because so we can inter switch between switches for sure. I mean, we have two copies of Animal Crossing though, so it's definitely something where it's like, yeah, digital would get expensive. All the good games are on the kids' main switch, little bastards. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. <laughs> We've got our Switch, which is more my wife's. And I don't really, to be honest, I don't play that much. But this could realistically get me to play it. For sure. Like, I'm definitely going to try it out. I'm playing the demo as soon as we're done tonight. I am excited to try that out. I'm kind of excited, too. I'm not going to lie to you. I might actually be prone to play that with you tonight. Do it, man. Uh, I might actually, I'm planning on streaming. I think that that could be a game I stream. <clears throat> Can you stream Aren't it? Do you want to switch light? No, we have our own switch. Oh. My wife and I have our own switch. Not like a switch you have light. a full switch, not a light. Okay. Yeah, we, we have two regular switches and we have two switch lights. Okay. Well, because the I deal was with the kids, if they saved up $100, we would foot the other $100 uh-huh. for, for a switch light. So uh, my, our, my youngest and my middle each have their own switch light. Gotcha. <clears throat> so yeah, I don't know... Uh... Like, I plan on playing it tonight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hopefully, my Switch cooperates because I haven't turned it on in months. Everything has an update. Oh, geez. Yeah. Come to think of it. Like, I might, like, I'm more than likely playing this tomorrow. <laughs> Let's be real. Yeah, that's true. That is a good, that that's, that's fair. <laughs> like, right now, Smash Bros, Pokemon Shield, the, NES emulator, the SNES emulator, and fucking YouTube all have updates. I wish there was a game called Eskimo Bros, and it's based off when two friends have sex with the same woman on accident. You know, separately, and you become Eskimo Bros. Anyways, uh, Tommy, I think that that's a good spot to uh, to end it. What do you think? Yeah, man. Eskimo Bros. No, Monster Hunter World. Rice. That's a- Monster Hunter Rice. Yeah. <laughs> that's a weird one. All right. As always, if you'd like to support the podcast, you've got two options, anchor.fm slash dadsbeardsnerds and patreon.com slash dadsbeardsnerds. Both of those, you can support us monthly or you can leave us a voicemail at the Anchor one. But I mean, either way, we just want your support regardless. So thank you so much. Next up, find us on all social medias at dadsbeardsnerds. And last but not least, if you'd like to be part of our ever-growing Discord community, find that link in our Twitter bio, the show notes for every show that we release and produce. Until next time, I'm Anthony. And I'm Tommy. Good night, everybody. Docking.